everyone and welcome back to the because we went to therapy podcast i'm emily and i'm ashley and today we're going to be talking about something um that ashley and i have both been doing for ashley i know you've been doing it for way longer i've been doing it for you know going on three years um i think ashley you're probably at like five six maybe with some little interims i I lost count (laughs) But before we get into that, we wanted to start off one of our actually curious questions. Also, like, I hope you guys are liking these, um, just kind of like a fun way to get to know me and Ashley better. And um, also, I feel like I learn something about Ashley every time too. So I think you guys should probably order this for yourselves and play it and let us know how you like it. Yeah, agreed. The questions are so random that it's not necessarily stuff that would come up in like normal everyday conversation, I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely agree. So today's question is applicable to our topic. Describe your ideal home, type of dwelling, location, amenities, the works. Okay. I I feel like that, like, I don't know how to answer that question because of we've talked on a recent episode about how I'm not sure where I'm going to be living in the next um, couple of years. But originally, I... So are we talking like actual or like ideal, ideal? So let's do like ideal, but semi-realistic. Okay. Okay. So like maybe we'll attain it one day, but not like private island. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't even know if I would want a private island, honestly, but I think my ideal um, is a one story home. Those are really common in Arizona, and I really like them. Just the idea of, one, not having to use stairs, and two, um, just everyone being kind of in close proximity. And I definitely would love to have, like, a big backyard with a pool, a um, a hot tub, like, a fun, like, BBQ TV area, Um, and then... Yeah, I don't, I don't really know if, like, I have any, like, specifics. I guess I haven't really thought about it, but I think my, like, non-negotiables are, like, if, if I live in Arizona, a pool, hot tub, just, like, a really fun backyard since right now, right now, but usually our weather's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense and sounds like somewhere where I would be spending a lot of time if I lived <laughs> near you as well. I think mine is pretty similar. I don't really have, like, one specific, you know – format or location in mind I feel like whether Mm -hmm. it's Wisconsin or somewhere totally different I would just love to live somewhere like you that's a ranch because I grew up in a ranch and I just don't like having to go up and down stairs all day and something that was I don't want something too big I feel like when you have a bigger house you're just buying stuff to like fit inside the house and it's a lot of kind of totally useless space if that makes sense like I don't need a dining room I've never eaten in a dining room in my life like why are growing up I had like two two sitting rooms like one family room one like just living room and I was like this is so unnecessary yeah no one used it probably right like no one probably used one and just like only used the, the other one we literally would only use the one with the tv yeah exactly Yeah. And it's like, just because it's normal or that's, you know, what it's formally for, that's what we keep it as. And like, it never gets used. But I think the biggest thing for me is somewhere that's in 
close proximity. Like where I live now, I think is perfect because I'm in close proximity to like grocery stores and parks and coffee shops Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I can easily go and walk and do that anytime that I want, but it's also very drivable anywhere that I want to go. So I kind of have a mix of like the city and the neighborhood, like restaurants and bars and all that good stuff, which is really, really nice. So I would just love to have somewhere that I really wouldn't have to leave like a nice backyard. Like you said, I'd love to have like a barbecue pit and some more like a TV outside so I could watch sports in the fall or just like at nighttime or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like these sound pretty attainable for us. And what do you think? <laughs> I, <laughs> I think know. so Housing too. prices are crazy. So actually this might've been attainable like a year ago, but now are we ever going to be able to afford homes? I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, but I feel like it is pretty reasonable but I like how we're on the same wavelength of like wanting a backyard. And I also, I don't want to live in a big city, but I like the idea of like having restaurants, bars, grocery stores, all those things close by. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and the reason that we are just discussing our ideal homes and mentioned in the beginning, how long we've been doing this topic is that today we're going to talk about cohabitating. And like, I don't know about you, Ashley, but I honestly don't feel like this is something that gets really talked about. Like, obviously, like, you hear people be like, oh, yeah, I live with my partner. Oh, yeah, I live with my boyfriend. Like, especially now, like, it's really common for couples to move in together before marriage. But I still don't feel like it's something that's, like, I haven't come across a podcast episode that was, like, specifically about living with their partner or anything like that. Have you? Yeah, no, I haven't either. And for some reason, it seems like it's a taboo topic with society. It's like someone will say, oh, yeah, I'm moving in with my partner so-and-so and and everyone that has been through something like that's kind of like oh good luck like you know Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. hard I mean obviously it's yeah fun and hopefully worth it for most people at the end of the day but like the first couple months are can be really difficult like just getting used to having somebody in your personal space and like divvying up chores and having those boundaries. It's just like nobody talks about it. So everybody just kind of suffers in silence. Exactly. You're so right. We don't talk about it. And then we're just like, oh gosh, good luck when a couple of me in together. And it's like, well, maybe like we should be talking about it more because you're right. Like it is hard. And so Mm -hmm. today we want to dive into all of that. And I mean, I think in our bio, actually, we say we talk about taboo topics in a real way. So I think this, you know, is just another example of we want to talk about things and normalize them. And like, if you live with your partner and you're listening and you're like, well, we hope that you can be like, oh my God, yeah, I went through that too, because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that people should make it seem easy because that's just another way to invalidate people when they do have trouble. Like Ashley was saying, like divvying up chores, creating boundaries. And I think particularly like, I guess I can't speak for this for like a same sex couple, but I feel like living with a man as a woman is difficult. And so yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, it's, it's always easy for same sex, same sex couples. Cause like I said, I don't have that personal experience, but I feel like as a, you know, a woman living with a man is difficult. So we want to get into all of it today, but I just, the first thing that comes to mind is it's definitely different than living with just roommates because I had roommates like all throughout 
college and it's totally different living with your partner versus living with roommates because I feel like at least for us when we had roommates in college yeah you might share a bathroom or a refrigerator or something but those boundaries are still a little bit clearer because you might you know you maintain separate finances and you have different meals and all that good stuff you're more just like physically sharing the space but when so you might think like oh yeah I've lived with people before like I've lived with friends before but it's really not exactly comparable would you agree no I don't think it's is it is at all because like you were saying with your friends you have separate spaces right you each have your own room and maybe you share a bathroom but I feel like a lot of a lot of apartments these days like people have their own bathroom, right? And like, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're not necessarily splitting groceries unless, you know, I know every couple handles their money differently. So, you know, we're not going to tell you what to do. We're just going to speak from our own experiences, but like splitting rent. I feel like you do that as a couple, but I mean, as roommates, but maybe you just do it differently because you're on the same lease rather than having like, I think in college, Ashley, we had individual leases, right? So it was like, you just pay your portion and then you just, you know, you go from there, you split it four ways, maybe you split it differently. And I feel like that's maybe something we could get into too, because another taboo topic is definitely money. And I feel like, I don't know about you, Ashley, but I feel like Ryan and I have like a really, um, we've really come to an understanding about how to manage our money together. And so I feel like it's, you know, it could be helpful again, just our experiences, not saying it's going to work for everyone, but I feel like recently, you know, going on our third year living together, we've really figured it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It definitely took Alex and I a while too. And it's kind of awkward to talk about finances at first, like in depth with with somebody, you know, even if it is somebody that you're in a relationship with, it's like, especially if you know that your income is pretty different. It's like, okay, how do I, like, how do we decide how much to spend on a place? How do we decide, like, what amenities are important? Or are we going to split it 50-50? Are we going to split it in proportion to our incomes? And I know people, like, I know couples that have done it both ways. They've done it Mm 50-50. They've, you know, done it proportionate. To their income so I think whatever works for you as a couple like as long as you're open and transparent about it going into it I think it's totally fine I think it's when people or when couples don't want to talk about it or just kind of like ignore it or don't make it a priority is when it can get you know a little bit tough because once Absolutely. you're in the lease like you're in <laughs> Right. Well, and finances are like one of the main reasons people get divorced these days. So, I mean, it's definitely something that's good to talk about before you get married. And especially if you live together before, you know, if you plan to get married, but before marriage. And I feel like my moving in with Ryan's story is a pretty unique one because we, I think I've mentioned this before, but we moved in together March or April of 2020. So like during lockdown like not just quarantine but during lockdown like we couldn't even like meet our um admin staff because they like had to leave the keys like outside because you like this was when like you were in your house not doing anything for those two weeks and so we um we always joke that we kind of like rushed to move in together because the pandemic happened and Ryan's parents were actually living in Arizona for the time but then once the pandemic hit they were like we need to go back to um, Chicago because we have 
grandparents and my sister had moved in from college and my parent I was still living with my parents at the time and so Ryan like needed a new place to go and then I was just kind of like there's four people in this house that are all working from home right now I just graduated from school like I don't have much to do I don't think I can stay here um and it was nothing against my family it's just like four four adults in a house is a lot right and so we we kind of were just like and rent places were really low because of the pandemic because no one was moving. So we got a really good deal. So we just kind of did it. But I didn't realize that moving in with somebody's because nobody ever told me moving in with someone's really difficult. And when you do it in the middle of a pandemic, when I didn't have a job, we couldn't see our friends, we couldn't do anything. Nobody really tells you how stressful that is. And so I remember like, there was shipping delays. And so we didn't have furniture. We didn't have anything for like a couple of days. And so we were one time eating um, Jersey mics on our floor, like literally like on our floor, no furniture. And I just started crying because I was so overwhelmed because earlier that day we had went to Target because you could still go to some stores, like essential stores. And we went to Target just like to get a couple of things for the apartment. And they had nothing because of all those delays that were happening. Like we weren't even trying to get toilet paper. We were just trying to get like, I always joke about this. I was really trying to get garbage cans and I couldn't get those. And so I think that was like the thing that set me off where I was just like, I'm overwhelmed. And so I started sobbing into my Jersey mics on the floor of my new apartment with, you know, this person I had just moved in with because I was so overwhelmed because like I said, all those things were just piling up. And I was like, I don't know if we like made the right decision. I don't know if it was the right time because we're in a freaking heart of a pandemic right now. So I feel like that is why I really wanted to talk about this because not only is it something that's not talked about enough, it's also like, I feel like I'll get into this a little bit more. Um, I was also like still in treatment for my eating disorder. So there's that piece of it. So I feel like it's a really unique perspective, but maybe people can relate to it. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about moving itself is that it's stressful. Like it's a major life event. Like even if you're just moving on your own or moving with your family and then combine that, like taking another step in a relationship and having the cohabitation part it's like just two major life events coinciding with one another with one another so yeah I can't imagine doing that during COVID props to you guys because that was probably <laughs> so tough just like not you know we take advantage of maybe not as much now since we've been through it but not being able to just like run to the store and get basic supplies or things that we need and then combine so, like, you had three major life events going on at the same time, basically, like, Well, four, because yeah. I just finished my master's degree, oh, yep. and I didn't, gradu- I didn't get a graduation, so I was really, um, really upset about that. So, there was lots of major life events happening, yep. and um, like I said, I was still in eating disorder treatment at the time, so there was so much happening at one time that, yeah, it was super, it was super overwhelming. And obviously we got through it because we're on year three and we're now Mm -hmm. engaged. But I just remember those first couple of months, especially the part I think that was the two hardest things, you know, not even taking into consideration the pandemic were that I was still in treatment. And I, I don't think I've talked about this before, but Ryan has the most normal relationship with food that I've ever seen like he eats when he's hungry yeah (laughs) he eats when he's hungry he stops when he's full he doesn't have any guilt about eating like any of the quote-unquote unhealthy foods like his relationship with food is so ideal honestly like he intuitively eats and has never had to 
learn how to intuitively eat if that makes sense and so i would get like so angry that like he could eat pizza and i quote unquote couldn't right because i was still in my eating disorder mindset so we had to go he came to sessions with me with my therapist because i needed to stop being angry at him for um eating right like that it sounds so crazy when you say it and like i had so much shame at the time for feeling that way but i understand it was because of my eating disorder and also some psychoeducation for him because he had no idea like yeah i had been in treatment but he had no idea what it was like to live with somebody who is active in an eating disorder so like those sessions we had with my therapist are really helpful because like i said he gained perspective about it but i also had to come with acceptance that like maybe we can't eat the same meals and you know obviously my therapist wanted me to eat the same meals but i just you know and that's something i had to work up to but i feel like that was one piece that was that i've always you know i want to hear from other people if like they've ever struggled to live with somebody who has a normal relationship with food and they don't and now i'm so grateful to have a normal relationship or a better relationship with food i should say but at the time i definitely didn't and so moving in with somebody who does there was a lot of like jealousy that he could and i could you know quote unquote couldn't and so that was difficult but i'm really grateful that we did have those therapy sessions yeah i really i actually didn't know that about you i don't think you'd ever told that story before at least on here but i think that's such a good point just generally is that like you can bring your partner or family member whomever to a therapy session with you it's not like you have to you know start necessarily with a new therapist or like couples therapy or family therapy or what whatever it is like you can bring them with you for a couple sessions and just to kind of get that psychoeducation and understanding and work through your issues which i feel like is so important if you are living with a partner and say one of you goes to therapy or maybe both of you and you just want to like work through some kind of boundary things yeah right when you move in together yeah absolutely like if I love it when people bring in their partners or you know parents or you know whatever important people in their lives because then I get when I get to meet them but then also too I get to kind of help them understand what the person's going through and like I feel like it's it's really healing right? To have somebody explain what's going on for you and then for the other person to hear it and take it in and understand you more. Like it definitely helped bring me and Ryan closer because he was understanding more and, you know, I was working through things. And so, yeah, I like that you pointed that out because it's definitely something that I, you know, I encourage my clients to do if need be. Yeah. I think a lot of people just don't realize that you can, you know, invite somebody to therapy with you once or twice and it doesn't have to be a big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the one thing just, it doesn't have to be like specific to you necessarily, but what is one thing you think all couples should know before they move in together? Well, I think just what we've been saying that it's going to, the first couple months are going to be really hard right? Like don't have this expectation that it's going to be super easy because it's not like, it's just not going to be easy to, you're conjoining your lives more than you are when your boyfriend and girlfriend who live separately. I'm not saying you don't conjoin your life then, but this is now like you both have nowhere else to go to when like after work or like after, you know, hanging out with friends, like obviously you, you want to leave and like have relationships outside and we can get into that later in terms of tips but yeah I think that's just that it's gonna be hard and 
to really like talk to your partner because I mentioned there were two things that I think were really challenging for me. And the second was that I didn't have a job because it was, I fell right into COVID and like the place that I work at now, we were supposed to open in May of 2020 and we didn't open until August of 2020. So from March to August, I didn't have a job. And I, you know, I had a lot of feelings of like, I just spent six years getting a degree and I don't have a job. And I was really hard on myself. And it was also hard too, because Ryan was fully financially supporting us because I had no money. I just came out of grad school. And so that caused like, he was totally fine with it. And like, he knew that from the get go that it might take me some time to get a job. And thankfully, you know, he was making enough money to be able to do that. But I think it's like hard when, and this isn't a judgment for people who get supported by their, you know, partners, spouses at all. But I knew that I wanted to contribute and I felt like I couldn't. So then what I did to contribute was I did all the cooking, all the cleaning. I did all that sense because I felt like I had to. So mm-hmm. then when I got a job, we had kind of gotten used to this idea of me doing everything. So then Brian was like, oh, I don't really have to do much. And I was like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. Now that I'm working and contributing financially, you also need to contribute to like the cooking, the cleaning, the chores. Um, And you mentioned that earlier, like splitting up chores. But I feel like in the beginning, we didn't because I felt like, and he never said like, okay, you need to do X, Y, and Z in order for me to pay. Like he never said that, but I think it was like, internalized that I needed to do those things and he was like appreciative and thankful so then once um kind of like tying everything together once we I was working and making money and like able to financially contribute I was like now we need to sit down and like figure out like how we are gonna divvy up things and so communicate like communicate with your partner about those things because otherwise how is the person supposed to know if like you need help doing X, Y, and Z or like you want to help them with X, Y, and Z? You're just going to end up building resentments if you don't have the conversations from the beginning about how, what chores you want the other person to do, what, you know, what financially you can contribute. Like I really, we always talk about that, but like communication is so, so important because it, like I said, if you don't communicate, then you're going to build resentment and then you're going to end up having fights that aren't actually about the thing that you're fighting about. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was a I long totally answer. Agree. And that's what I was going to say, too, is just generally communication and the communication around, like, our boundaries and who was going to do what around the house was really difficult for Alex and I for a little while because we just didn't talk about it. And we moved in together, like, right after college. And it was like, you know, we went from living with roommates in college and it's just totally different. Like we were saying, when you live with, you know roommates or people that are just friends versus living with like a romantic partner and we would just get in arguments about like who's gonna you know do the dishes well I don't want to do the dishes well neither do I well it's like well really nobody wants to do the chores but when it doesn't (laughs) get done you start to resent the other person for not doing them or the cooking or whatever it is so I would say Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is like how we lay it out is I just I mean I don't like doing any chores necessarily but I do the ones that I mind the least and then Alex is the ones that he minds the least like I don't really like doing the dishes for whatever reason it's just like the wet food is gross to me (laughs) which I feel like is justifiable like that's a normal ick people have so yeah. Like, I'll try to do other stuff around the kitchen and, like, 
put dinner away and, you know, clean the floors or vacuum up the stove or the crumbs or whatever it is. And then Alex will do the dishes or I'll try to clean like other parts of the apartment. And then Alex can do like, you know, the lawn and mowing the lawn and like doing stuff outside because I don't like to do that. And it took a long time for us to kind of get there and be like, let's just talk about like what we do and don't like to do. And then you feel like you're helping them because you're like, Oh, he hates to like change a sheet. So I'll change the sheets. And then you feel good about yourself, even though it's not technically a big deal. Right. Right. And I think you bring up a really good point. That's something I, you know, talk about with clients is that it doesn't exactly have to be 50, 50 or like tit for tat. Because I think a lot of the times um, it feels like it has to be 50-50, but it doesn't, right? I mean, if 50-50 works for you, that's awesome. And I think another good point is like what me and Ashley are saying might not work for you guys. And so you might have to sit down with your partner and figure that out. But, you know, sit down and figure it out. Because like you said, it took you guys a long time and it took us a long time too. But now like Ryan does the dishes and I... For, for dinner like we cook together he does the dishes and then I clean up the, the rest of the kitchen like the counters putting away the food and that like works really well for us and same thing with like we do like a monthly cleaning of the apartment just kind of like a deep cleaning and we I like to do certain cleaning things like I like to clean the kitchen I like to clean the floors because I like to make them spotless and I don't trust Ryan to make them spotless so that's another thing but then like he he takes over the bathrooms which like thank God, because I don't want to clean the toilet. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, kind of like you, too. <laughs> yeah, we're so similar. Kind of like what you were saying, like, do the thing that, like, maybe you mind the least or, like, some people enjoy cleaning like me, but I don't like to clean certain things. So it's really helpful to have a partner who's willing to. And then we never fight about it anymore because, like, mm-hmm. when it comes to that Sunday or Saturday that we're going to clean, we just do the things that we know we're going to do. And they're probably not exactly 50-50, but that's okay because it it's what works for us and it doesn't lead to any, like, resentments. Like, we always feel really accomplished at the end of the day instead of feeling like, oh, you didn't help me or like, oh, like, why, why was I doing this all by myself? We just do it, we get it over with, and then we're done. And then we wait till the next month to do it. So it's, it is really helpful to have it laid out, like, who's going to do what when it comes to chores for that reason. Yeah, we started making lists for that reason, too, and writing out, like, exactly just on one master list everything that we need to clean, and then we'll break it up and be like, okay, all, you know, Ashley will take over this stuff on Wednesday, and then Alex will do this stuff on Thursday, and then on the weekend we'll try to tackle more of it together if there's stuff that neither of us minds doing, and then mm-hmm. just being able to, like, list it out like that and to see, like, what chores we have to do has definitely really helped and you know like you were saying sometimes it's 50 50 but it also ebbs and flows like I got my period this week and I thought I was dying with my cramps like they hurt so bad so I was like out of commission for a couple days and it was like a hundred zero with Alex like he was doing everything yep and sometimes it's you know 60 40 70 30 just depend like you know, people have stuff come up, they're out of town, they have more work stuff. And sometimes as a partner, you got to pick up the slack, but that's the benefit of living with your partner too, is that when you need somebody to pick up your slack, hopefully they're there to help you do that. If, you know, you need somebody to make lunch for you or something that you can take or like, 
you know, Alex cleaned my car this last week because I was just really stressed out about it, but I didn't feel good. So he just went and cleaned it for me. I'm like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Now I don't have to like just having that load off your plate really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you bring up one of my favorite things I've ever heard about relationships. And this is my personal belief, but it's also based on what, what I know as a therapist and what I know about relationships. But relationships are not 50-50 ever because like you were saying, Ashley, there's going to be times where you need to be there for your partner 100% of the 100% or um, 90% or 80% and your partner will be there for you 100% sometimes or 80%. Like it doesn't have to be 50-50 because it, it should be 100-100 where you have the capacity to give if your partner needs it. And nobody's perfect. So we're not expecting anyone to be able to be like blacks and <laughs> wash Ashley's car and take over everything when she has her period. And we love that for him. But, you know, nobody's perfect. But I feel like it, it just creates so much gratitude and appreciation, right? When like you can help your partner out, like Ryan, the way his job works is that he has really busy weeks and then he doesn't have really, he'll work like 20 hours. That's just how consulting works. And so I know when he's working those 60 hour work weeks that like, I might do, I might go to get the grocery store. I might, you know, prep dinner and do a little bit extra here and there. Cause kind of like what Black did for you, it helps, right? And it means a lot. And so you grow that gratitude, you grow appreciation, which which helps build intimacy, which helps deepen connection, right? So like what we're talking about is not just, you know, splitting chores. It's about creating a better relational dynamic between you and your partner. Absolutely. And now that leads me to thinking about when you move in together, how you kind of have to split up your stuff and how you both especially if you're coming into a relationship where either you lived on your own before you lived in a house and maybe you both have furniture, you both have a bunch of pots and pans and like all this kitchen stuff or all this bedding or whatever. And that can be a little awkward too, trying to like merge your lifestyle with their lifestyle. I know that was kind of awkward when Alex and I first moved in together because I wanted to decorate the whole apartment. I thought it was just like, well, duh, like I'm the girl, I'll just do that. And then he felt like he didn't have any input into Uh, it. And I know that made him sad. So (laughs) definitely keep that in mind. Like it's so easy to be like, especially if you're into decoration or interior design or anything to just like take it over to be like, well, you know, my stuff is nicer. So obviously we're going to use that, but really making the space intentionally both of yours and Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, maybe one person wants to design one room and the other person's okay with that. And then maybe you have a room that like you design together or, you know, you mix and match your stuff and it's not all one person's versus the other. Cause then it could kind of feel like you're moving into their space versus yours Mm -hmm. together. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that, that's a really good point, making it so it's both of, like a space that both of you like and enjoy since it is both of your homes. Um, you want to hear some a funny story? Yes. So, uh. <laughs> um, so Ryan has this like signed shoe from Chris Paul, like a actual like full length, like 14, size 14 shoe. Does he have and both he, of them or just one? Nope. He just has one. <laughs> and so when... When Ryan and I moved in together, we both were living with our parents. So we basically started from scratch. Besides like our clothes and like a couple of things, we basically started from scratch. And so 
it was we had to buy everything but he had this like one box of like his like college like or like sports paraphernalia or whatever (laughs) paraphernalia I don't know if that's the right word in that example but like I did not want his shit that he had in his college apartment right like I did not want that hang like sitting in I did not want a shoe sitting on anything you know what I mean I didn't want like this he had like he has like an NFL puck and I was like I don't want any of this stuff in my apartment and so this sounds horrible but I'll get to it but I didn't let him have any of that stuff out like it was in our storage closet for like the first maybe year and a half of our relationship because I was like no I don't want any of this stuff like dude this guy used to use t-shirts as pillowcases so I feel like I was a little bit justified in taking (laughs) over the design because he also like news it sounds like I'm bashing him love him but like he had newspapers under his like dresser between like the dresser and like the glass so like he's not a designer and like he admits it and I think that's why he was like you can order everything I really don't care but then when we were organizing the closet I was like you have all this stuff, like, you should put it out, so, like, now he has a shoe in the puck, and he has this little sports corner, and it's, like, totally fine, but Aww. I feel like I didn't let him, and it was kind of wrong of me to do that, because it's, you know, those are his things, those are things from his past, and so now he has, like, this whole, his whole office is, like, this sports, sports stuff everywhere, because I feel like I just, like, had this idea of, like, kind of like you, like, no, I want, like, I want it to be, like, cute and like girly and like chic and like those things aren't chic but then I need to be like well I don't live here alone and I'm sad that it took me a year and a half to realize that but I'm glad I did because it's our space and if he wants to have a room with like sport I'm not gonna call it a man cave because I think those are sexist but like if he wants to have a you know where he works every day if he wants to have sports stuff up then you know it's not hurting anybody you know what I mean right and like how many people outside of YouTube see it on a regular basis anyways it's like it's there to <laughs> literally enjoy, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and and it brings him joy because it's his stuff, and it's like he's like, do you know how cool having a signed Chris Paul shoe is? And I did this before he blew up, and I was like, no, I don't understand, but like that's okay because it's something that you you really like and you enjoy, and that's fine, and mm-hmm. I shouldn't be squashing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I that's just thought it was so that- funny. We definitely struggled with two. The first place that we moved in together was two bedrooms. And, like, literally, I let him decorate, like, this walk-in closet with his sports stuff. I was like, no, you're not having this out. Like, I don't want it to look <laughs> like a frat house because literally all the stuff yes. was from a frat house. We were right out of college. I'm like, no, this is not the vibe. My thoughts exactly. And right. And now we live in a three-bedroom house, luckily, so he has his office he decorates it absolutely however he wants it's like a bunch of sports stuff like a bunch of illinois and cub stuff and all that good stuff and then i have my own office which has all my girly pink and purple stuff and then we have our bedroom which we decorate together in the, like the living room and all that good stuff but yeah i totally agree it's so easy just as the woman to be like oh you have no style, like get out of my face and like, I'm going to decorate everything, but it really does, I guess, help usher in like a new era of this place being both of yours when you have spaces dedicated to bringing stuff in from 
both of your personalities and both of your lives and like integrating that into each other's I think Mm -hmm. very well said because yeah it's like we were saying it you want to create a space for both you and your partner that yeah has a little bit of your past but then also is really relevant to who you two are today and Brian being a big sports guy is not going to change just like me loving the color blue so a lot of the things in our apartment are blue and like he has no problem with that right so even some even some like light blues which are like quote-unquote girly like he has no problem with that because he knows that they bring me joy and like I I really made my home like my safe space like I Mm -hmm. had never um had my own place like I lived with my parents in grad school and I lived with people um, in college, right? So I never had like my own space. And yes, even though I share this with my partner, I really wanted to make, you know, like I said, especially because we moved in together during quarantine. So this is where, and we still like, I work from home part-time, he works from home full-time. So um, I really, you know, wanted to make this, this space feel like a home, even though, it's, you know, it's an apartment, but I really wanted to feel safe and to feel secure and just really show our lives and so I think you're right that it does that does require like being open to your partner's stuff from his frat house from 2015 and I think something important to note too is that we both moved into brand new spaces with our partners and Mm. I recognize like I do know people that will move into like somebody's existing house or apartment like maybe they already have somewhere that they're just kind of moving in with the other partner. So personally, like I can't speak to what that's like. I can't imagine that's pretty difficult because you're literally like moving into somebody's already established space. So I'm sure that presents its own difficulties too. Absolutely. And I feel like part of me subconsciously knew that, which is why when um, Ryan had to get his own place because his parents were going back to, and they were living in like a four bedroom house. So no way he could live there on his own. Um, I think I was like, because my parents weren't kicking me out or anything. I could have stayed there until, you know, for as long as I wanted. And I'm grateful for that. But I think I was like, well, he's getting a place like I just finished school. I know I'm going to be working soon. You know, it took a little longer than I wanted to, but I knew I was going to be working soon. So I think subconsciously I was like, I want to have a place together, right? Mm-hmm. And be able to make it our own. And also too, like he probably would have got a one bedroom and I'm so grateful. And I know this is not the case for everybody to be able to have a two bedroom because it really does feel and I feel like this is something I want to get into really does feel like we have our separate spaces kind of like what you were saying Ashley like he has his office you have your girly you know podcasting room and then yeah. you have a shared space I feel like it's been so helpful in our relationship to be able to have like spaces to go when we not even just like when we don't want to be around each other but just like especially for me like I have a hard job so sometimes I just want to be alone and to be able to have a space to do that has been so helpful Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I didn't even have my office for probably like the first two years that we lived here. It was a spare bedroom. And literally, we had people stay over like maybe twice in two years. So I was like, this is such a waste of space. And I have so much stuff that I need space for. Like I didn't have a desk at the time. I had nowhere to like, do my work or to podcast. I was doing it in the kitchen. Like, So I just thought, okay, I'm just going to take the bed out of here and make it my own. And it really is beneficial to have your own space because like 
Alex and I have separate closets and, you know, we have our own rooms, like you said, that we could go into and work because he works from home as well. So yeah. I know it's a little bit different. Like if when we were sharing a space, when we were in a smaller apartment, it was more difficult because it's like, if you want your alone time, like, where do you go? Do you have, you know, you need to leave, I guess, and go on a walk or something. Yeah. Or you have to be in like the bedroom and some people might live in a studio. So that might make it more difficult. So obviously we know like it's a privilege to be able to have a bigger space, but it's just really been helpful. I just wanted to know that because it's really been helpful. Um, And I think, you know, something else that's super important and this is you know definitely coming as a therapist but also from personal experience is to be able to have like a life outside of your partner because I think when you don't live together you can be like um well yeah like you know well we don't spend every night together because we don't live together and so you have more time to you know see your friends or do different activities but I don't know, you know, I think that's part of why living together the first couple of months was really difficult is because we, you know, other than my parents, we weren't really seeing anyone else because of COVID. And so being able to have our separate lives outside of living together has been really beneficial. And I can't remember who describes this like this, but it's, it's advice I use to a lot of my clients, whether they're cohabitating or not, is if you think of having three circles having so there's like three circles in a line and then you're each in one of the end circles and then when you're in a relationship you go into you put one foot into the center so that you have one foot diagram yeah kind of like a venn diagram but the circles are i guess a venn diagram will work but in my head the circles are separate and then you just like put a foot into so that you have it's called interdependency rather than codependency so you have you know your relationship be a priority but then you also have your work, you have your friends, you have hobbies, you have other things that are separate from your partner so that it does not create codependency. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I appreciate you saying that because I feel like especially for us during COVID and probably for you guys as a couple as well, like you were saying, like you spend all your time together because that's literally the only thing you can do and it's really easy to get codependent. So that's something that we had to work on as a couple and as individuals like coming out of COVID and just kind of having our own routine. And, you know, some days we do go to the gym at the same time. Sometimes we go separately. I'll go to the grocery store and he won't, or like, we don't, we do enjoy doing a lot of things together, but it's also important to like have that own time, even just to, if you think you don't need it, just to like decompress. And I think it's also really important and respectful just Like if I'm ever having somebody come over, like a friend come over just for an hour or something in the afternoon, I make sure to tell him if he's home, like, okay, I know you're working and like your door's shut. So it probably, you just assume that it's not going to bother them, but I'll be like, oh, hey, so-and-so is coming over. Like any issue with that? Like, are you busy? Is that cool? I feel like just having that sort of respect because it is, you got to remember it is somebody else's house too. And Mm -hmm. I always would just be like, oh, yeah, I'll invite, like, whoever over I want whenever, like, it doesn't matter, but I wouldn't want him doing that with his friends. Like, I feel like it's just a respect thing of just knowing that it is your shared space, just kind of giving them the heads up, hey, this is going to be going on, or I'm going to have this person over, we're going to be in the living room, like, let Mm -hmm. me know if you need anything type of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. No, I mean, that's communication, right? To be like, you know, it's not like almost because it doesn't want to be like, oh, I need to ask my partner before I can have somebody over, but more just like checking right. in with them, right? More right. just being like, hey, you know, a lot of times I'll like, I'm a planner. So a lot of times I'll be like, oh, I'm thinking about having like a girl's night on this date. You know, any objections? Like, I think it would be super disrespectful if Brian was on one of his 10, 8, 10 p.m. nights. And I was like, okay, I'm having the girls over and we're, you know, we're going to be loud and drink wine and do X, Y, and Z, right? Like personally, like, right. you know, maybe other people don't find that, but I would because I know that he is stressed already. And so I want to, you know, be in the room like reading and being quieter so that he can focus on work. And so, yeah, like I like that you brought that up, like checking in with your partner because so much and I feel like that's like a good summary of our episode is that so much of it does come down to like can you communicate with your partner because communication is so helpful because it doesn't for lots of reasons but because then you don't resent your partner like if I had you know five girls over and I was super loud Ryan might be really pissed at me but then maybe he won't say anything because he's stressed about work and doesn't want to fight but then maybe it comes up a couple weeks later you know what I mean so being able to communicate ahead of time and we're not perfect in this we always you know have to talk about things after or you know not always but sometimes we have to talk about things after and that's okay but the more we can communicate uh, beforehand the better it will go and the less disagreements you'll have around those things like obviously every couple and I feel like that's another thing like you're gonna have disagreements living with your partner in any relationship but I think especially living with your partner because it's hard and so just accepting the fact that you're gonna have disagreements and it's okay but can you repair those and can you also practice talking to your partner before things come up Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's something that I've tried to be really conscious about especially in the last year or so is now I'll kind of get into the groove of in the morning in the first hour or two just asking Alex like hey what are you up to today? Like, what's work looking like? Is we there anything too. we need to do around the house? Like, do we need to run any errands? Just so you know, at the beginning of the day, what kind of the errands and chores are going to look like. And then you're both on the same page. You both know what the goals are, what needs to be done, what each other's going to be up to type of thing. And again, like you were saying, it's not asking permission, but just communicating right. and knowing, like, this is what the this is what Wednesday is going to look like. So let's mm-hmm. you know team up and try to get through it together. Mm-hmm. Right, because it is together, right? And it's like you want to be able to have those separate things. Like you know, I want to be able to have my wine nights with my friends, right? And like he doesn't stop me from it, but it's just like checking in to be like, oh well, then maybe I can do it at someone else's place, or maybe right. I can wait to do it next week, right? So it's about maintaining like a life outside of your partner and I think that's helpful whether you're in a relate like a cohabitating space or not I think it's helpful to have that but it's also I think especially when you live together it's about checking in with your partner to be like you know did you did you have anything going on that day or you know did you have anything you like you were saying like is there do you have a long day do you have a busy day like just checking in with your partner I think goes a long way yeah absolutely and another thing that I just thought about before we wrap it up is when you are living with another person and it's a romantic partner, it's different in the fact that when you're just living with friends, because the boundaries are more blurred. Like sometimes I get home and I'm like, I just really don't feel like talking. I'm just not feeling great. I just want to decompress. But like 
there is, you know, in my home, my safe space, there is somebody that I talk to all the time. So it kind of makes like an awkward situation because like you were saying, you don't want to just like shove it down and be like, oh, I'm just not going to say anything. And then it comes up days later. So I think that's where the communication comes in. And, you know, even if you live with somebody and you want to have that alone time, like that's totally valid. That's okay. Just communicate it. So they know that you're not, you know, it's nothing that has to do with them. Like everybody needs their downtime. Everybody needs time to decompress or like watch their shows or read or do whatever Mm -hmm. they need to do. Do their own self-care. Right. Exactly. And when you have somebody else in your space, it just, it can complicate that a little bit, but it's totally valid if you still want to have that time and they need that time too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned that because you're so right. I think the lines are really blurred. And I think for me and Ryan, like we have our night post work routine, like down to a T, but like, if I have like seven, eight clients in a day, I don't really want to talk or I don't really want to watch TV with him. I'd rather go and watch TV on my own or like, I'm, you know, I'm getting back into reading. So I'd rather read or like just go in my room and have absolute silence. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I always try to communicate that because sometimes I'll be irritable after work and it might like come off like aggressively, like stop talking to me or something like that. So I always try to be like, be like, no, it's, it's not about him. Like just communicate that you need some quiet or you just need alone time because whether you're a therapist or not, you might need that as a human being. And so like you were saying, Ashley, just to be able to communicate and like get your own self-care time in, I think is super important because even though we have our nightly routine, we don't have to do that every night. And he understands that I might need that alone time. Like I think his self-care looks a little bit different than my self-care. Sometimes my self-care, even being an extrovert, is being alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's something that I even need to remind myself to this day. Like neither of us are perfect. The other you know, I think this was last week, I woke up and poured myself some coffee and I went up to, so our our upstairs neighbors just moved out. So I've been using their balcony, which I never Mm -hmm. used before. And I just went up there and I didn't say anything to Alex. Like I didn't say good morning or anything. And he came looking for me like half an hour later and he couldn't find me. And he didn't think to look upstairs in this balcony that's not ours. And he was like, oh my God, like, did she like get kidnapped or did something oh, happen? No. Like her car is here, all her stuff is here, like, but I can't find her anywhere. So yeah, I just thought that was a funny anecdote to like end it out with, <laughs> you know, just always yeah. like having that communication and just letting each other know what's up. Right. We can't, I feel like we can't stress that enough. Communication, talking about things and really making your space a shared space rather than like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it can be helpful if like one person has kind of like their area, but also making sure that the home in general feels like a shared space and you're communicating. I think I want to end on that too, is that like, sure, me and Ryan might like have our, um, chores routine and you Alex might have your chore routine down but it doesn't mean we are never going to have to talk about it again right like communication is an ongoing thing in a relationship like you might feel like this is what we do but things change right and like Mm -hmm. maybe one day like I would want help cleaning the kitchen but I need to communicate that 
You know what I mean? So it's it's a constant, it's not like every day you need to be talking about something, but as things come up, share them with your partner so that they don't lead to resentment or you don't grow like frustrated with your partner because they didn't do something that you didn't tell them you want, right? Yeah. Or that you need, like expressing your needs, I think is, you know, a topic we could get into for hours. So maybe on a different topic we'll do, or a different podcast, we'll do that. But communication is ongoing. You can't just have one more like, more often than not, you can't just have one mm-hmm. conversation about something and then never need to talk about it again. Like, especially like if this is the uh, person you're going to be with forever and potentially live with forever, communication needs to be an ongoing thing. And realizing too that like nobody's perfect, your partner's not perfect, they can't read your mind. Even though we wish we could read someone's <laughs> mind, they can't read your mind or wish someone could read our minds, they can't. And so you're going to have to constantly be communicating. Right. Absolutely. You know, needs change. Sometimes the things that you like to do change. Like sometimes right after I get my nails done, I'm not trying to work with harsh cleaning chemicals or, you know, do something (laughs) where I can possibly break a nail. And I feel like that's valid. So I just try to trade off chores that week. Like I just paid to get a good, you know, fill. I'm not gonna (laughs) risk that within the first couple days. So like we were saying, needs change preferences change like just keep that communication line open and just know that there are resources there like if you are finding it to be stressful to live with a partner especially if it's the first couple months like yeah if you're in therapy yourself don't hesitate to talk about it in therapy possibly bring your partner with you and just try that first line of defense with the communication just sitting down and talking it out I feel like that could solve it can be scary to talk about at first or just nerve wracking since it's a new situation for both of you, but you know, it can just solve so many issues and just, you know, it's really a preventative measure from stopping other things from coming up as well. Right. Yeah. Right. And it may seem like Ashley and I like have been doing this for a while, so we have it all figured out, but definitely not. Like we (laughs) still have disagreements about things and we have to be, that's why I mentioned like ongoing communication, but we do hope that like this was helpful in normalizing that if you're living with a partner and you're struggling to build like create that life together that it's really normal and it takes some time and it's ongoing and I think at the end of the day you are building a life with this person you chose to live with them and so you most likely want the same things in life you know it doesn't have to be the exact same things but my personal belief is that like you should be with somebody who wants very similar things to you in life because that's the person you're going to be doing it with and so at Mm -hmm. the end of the day like trying to remember that like as those disagreements come up like we want the same things we're trying to build a life together otherwise we wouldn't be whether you're engaged or not I feel like you're still making a commitment to somebody and so you wouldn't be making these commitments to somebody if that wasn't the case and so I try to remind that to myself a lot when we're disagreeing about things that we want the same things we're building a life together we just have to communicate on how to go about mm-hmm. that more often than not mm-hmm. absolutely I think that's a great reminder and a great way to end it off so I would be definitely interested to hear if people have any more questions about any feedback know, yeah any feedback or just like questions about living with their significant other or unique problems that you may have so definitely let us know we could definitely do a follow-up to this I feel like there's yeah, so nice. many more issues with just and we could even talk about living with roommates and friends as well because we both have a lot of experience with that and that is its own 
can of worms. I won't even get into that right now, but that is a, a whole other subject and that can be difficult too. Actually, let's do a follow-up episode on two very taboo topics about finances and sex. Two things I feel like, you know, come up a lot when you're living with somebody. And I know we like briefly touched on finances, but I feel like we didn't get into it. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, if people are interested in that, I'd love to do an episode on finances and sex, like <laughs> two kind of funny things to put together. But yeah, I feel like but those that's are definitely two really taboo as well. Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it. And I feel like our friend group is super open about it. Like we talk about it all the time. So I don't know yeah. if we just destigmatized it for ourselves, but <laughs> it definitely wasn't always like that at the same time. Like it kind of no. worked its way there. So yeah, let's normalize and, yeah, it. Yeah, I think we, you know, I think a lot of people like have questions about finances and we're not financial experts, so we're not giving advice, just more like (laughs) what works for us and like disagreements we've had come up in our relation, Mm -hmm. like relationships around finances. And I think sex and like, you know, what's quote unquote normal amount or what's not a normal amount or just like things like that. And I think that could be a good episode. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. It's more just like normalizing the topics than giving yes. you know concrete financial <laughs> or sexual like information I guess because everybody's different but yeah I think yeah. once more you normalize and more people talk about it then you kind of get a better idea of like what is a good solution for you so yeah great idea I would love to talk about those topics and yeah kinda let us know um, if you have any specific like niche topics or things within those topics that you want to talk mm-hmm. about or and I would definitely be interested to like throw up a question box at some point and just see what the people that regularly listen to us are interested in, especially, sure. you know, more taboo topics. Cause I'm sure there's stuff we just don't even think about. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And I love that you give the disclaimer that, you know, even as a therapist, I don't give advice. So I'm not telling you to do X, Y, and Z, just like mm-hmm. you said, normalizing it. And, you know, a preview for that episode is that there is no normal, quote unquote, normal amount of times to be having sex or um, no normal way to split your finances, because it really is a personal thing and what works for your relationship. And that goes for, you know, most things, if not everything, when it comes to relationships. I mean, there's definitely abnormal stuff like abuse and whatnot. Uh, but right. we're, you know, we're talking more about like a non-abusive relationship, norm- normal stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, that being said, if anything resonated with you in particular this week, please don't, you know, hesitate to reach out to a mental health professional and make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It definitely really helps out like our visibility with reaching other people about these important topics. So we will see you next Friday. Love you, Em. Love you, Ash. Bye.